And, and, and conveniently already almost out of battery on the Zoom. Yay. Well, we're back. Hi, everyone. This is the third. This is the third slash. This is the third episode, but it's my fourth recording of this. Sometimes I won't release all the episodes I record because I'll go over them and be like, oh, I don't think that's that funny or I, I'm, I wouldn't be proud of that if I put it out or I wouldn't. Um, I like putting out things that I would click on that I enjoy. So, you know, if, if that happens with one of these episodes, I probably won't put it out. Probably won't even put this episode out. We'll see. This is the first time I'm doing this on the cinematic uh, lens of the camera on the uh, on the iPhone, so I can't wait to see what it looks like. I hope it doesn't take up too much space on the uh, computer. But hello, hi, welcome back. So discussing if for those of you who are listening at home who may notice that I sound a little bit different, uh, and for those of you watching, notice the the like apparent shine in my teeth. So I am wearing currently aligners from Smile Direct Club. Uh, it's very painful. It was very painful at first. Now it's just like incredibly uncomfortable. So yeah, we're getting the uh, gaps in my teeth fixed. We're we're not necessarily fixed. We're just getting them closed. You know, I think I was. Uh, I think I was very. I think I was enough. Um, even before deciding to get these fixed, and that's just something I'd like to address too because I've told a few people about this about the aligners, and they were like, oh, no more gap, and, you know, it's funny, like, all the, you know, it's just so, it's like, it was mainly women telling me, oh, well, your gap makes you look unique, and shit like that, too, and then, like, I told one guy about it, I told one guy, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, so I'm not thinking about, uh, I'm, no, no, no I, was, I didn't say I'm thinking about it, I was like, I'm going to get aligners, and, um, uh, he was right next to a girl, and he was like, and I said this to him, I go, yeah, you know, so some people are kind of like, you know, giving me a little bit of pushback, which I was not expecting. And then, he, and then he instinctively goes, without even me saying anything else, he just goes, oh, what, they tell you some shit like it makes you look more unique? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it's finally like, oh, finally, someone gets it. This is one of the situations where it's like you, you, you talk to the same types of people or rather the same types of people talk to you about one topic. And then finally you run into somebody else who just says something and then it. And then it like it, they perfectly encapsulate it with the right inflection, the right tone, the right coupling of words. And, and they say it and it was right when you needed to hear it. And it was, and it was accurate because yes, so far, everyone, primarily the women that I've spoken to about this, you know, not of in like, oh, I need advice. I would just, you know, I would just in passing mention it if they didn't notice or, you know, it just comes up in conversation randomly. Um, I would tell them this and they would go, oh, well, it makes you look unique and it makes you look distinctive. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time I, I was talking to an attractive woman who was talking about the guy that she was fucking and used the word unique. It just, I can't, people don't describe someone they're fucking usually as unique. Like they just describe qualities and, and like, it, well, excuse me, obviously being unique is a quality, but just I usually don't hear it like that. And and this is no dig to anyone who decides to just not, who has a gap in their teeth and they want to keep it. I've had this gap for 24 years of my life. And, and, you know, especially being in Los Angeles, I completely understand why so many people are doing these very, at times, dangerous cosmetic procedures. 
I do believe that to a degree being unique or standing out is a bit overrated in certain instances. Um, I remember as a child growing up, my mother would always fight me on this. Um, I always wanted to get, uh, there was a point in my life where I would beg my mom, please, let me just get Invisalign, let me get whatever, whatever, and she would just always be like, no. And she's thankfully, you know, uh, in the past couple of years, absolutely has come around. We, My mother and I have a much better relationship, and she's absolutely very supportive of this. Um, and she's actually even happy. She's like, oh, I'm happy for you and all that, and, you know, so we get along great, and I'm not, you know, it, we, we there was no, there's no... There's no like uh, bad energy regarding this, but what I, but I'm just saying this for the sake of the conversation. Before all this, when I was younger, I would always beg my mom, please let me get Invisalign, not braces, just because I know how painful they were comparatively, and just how, you know, I I didn't at the time know how long it would take. Sometimes people say it takes years and shit like that, and I'm not, and I genuinely believe, and I could be wrong, but I I, I feel as though it was a bit of a racket, like braces, just getting the, cause um. You know, so many people I know who have had braces before are now doing small direct and being like, wow, I wish we had this when we were younger. And I'm like, Say, exactly same, because when I was younger, you didn't have, you know, uh, cosmetic advances like this. So I'm just very fortunate that I held out my whole life. And my mother said no. I'm very fortunate that my mom said no all the way up until now because I have a friend who is using Smile Direct who were like, yeah, I had bra- I had braces when I was younger, and they, they would, like, you know, open the upper roof of my mouth. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And it's crazy how you have to – so many people endured a lot of that pain. So many people spent that much money only to be, like, 24, 30 and be like, oh, it was just my front teeth that I, that I needed to fix. It wasn't any of this other shit. That the dentists and the orthodontists were doing to hike up my card, my my bills, and all this shit. So, um, yeah, I just think that that's a bit interesting, and yeah, um, I get it. I understand. I I don't like. I I I call bullshit personally on a lot of this. Um, on a lot of the fa- on a lot of facets of this body positivity movement, where they're like everyone's beautiful and everyone's attractive, and I'm like, yeah, but not there are certain things. Teeth, for example, I believe I think that's the one thing that no one will really budge on. I mean, yes, there are successful people with gaps, but like generally speaking, the, for the most part, people get their teeth fixed. You know, if you look at we'll put this in post. If you look at Tom Cruise. You know when he did when he did the outsiders. You know because when you when you have quote unquote bad teeth or or crooked teeth, you only notice other people who have other crooked teeth who are celebrities. And you you and you just what you do is throughout your life you take a mental note of it, depending on where you're at mentally, and then you keep it in the back of your head, and then it sort of percolates for your whole life until you kind of bring it up f- for the sake of conversation. Where they go, oh well, it makes sense. Like, oh, right, but like okay, so Jim Carrey had a chipped tooth, he got it fixed. Um. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey, Tom Cruise had had crooked teeth. He got it. Fit. He had he he got veneers. Fifty Cent did it. I mean, other people do it. It happens a lot. Lots of celebrities do this. It, it feels as though, just socially speaking, just society as a whole, when it comes to teeth, that's like the one thing where it's like, you know, my whole life I've had conversations. My whole life, even especially when I was younger in high school, I would just be in a conversation with people and then someone will talk about someone and having, having bad teeth or, or, or how ugly gaps are 
or about not wanting to be an adult and having braces and 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 I would always be there and like the energy would always be like, well, one of them is right over there. So like it's just funny, like I, I've just dealt with that my whole life and you know. Um thankfully I'm uh I'd say I I have a lot of fortitude. I'm very mentally strong so that um eventually I reached a point where it no longer bothered me having, you know, gaps in my teeth and to the point where I was like, all right, yeah, this is just what it is for now, um, at least. And in the back of my mind, I always had it. I always thought to myself, oh, well, I'll just like get rich and then get veneers down the line or whatever. But, you know, Smile Direct, it is very affordable, you know, and I'm I'm just very fortunate that I'm I'm alive in this time to where I can do this and, and see what, um, how I look and the type of person I become on the other side of this. Because, I truly believe God did the right thing when he gave me a gap. He humbled me. Just the type of person I was before all this, if I had straight teeth, I would have been unstoppable. So thankfully I'm humbled now. And th thankfully I, I, I no longer think I'm better than everybody. Just just a very, very large number of people. So we'll see how this, we'll see how I venture after all this. But yeah, I just don't like this. Um, I don't like this idea that everyone has. Everyone just keeps pretending that everyone is beautiful. Everyone is equally as attractive as the next person, which is just simply not true. You know, unique is just oh well, oh, it makes you look unique. That's just code for like you're like kinda attractive. But it's just like there are so many people who have a lot going for them, but they have that one thing that kind of that kind of cancels everything out and puts them on equal leveling of average like you can have all this but then have that one bad thing that brings you right back down to to center to zero when it's negative to positive so i think like i have a friend who who, who shall remain nameless but they are very smart very intelligent very in tune can pick very very easy to talk to can pick up on cues and stuff like that the the one thing is just that they're 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 um nauseatingly christian they they keep bringing it up in conversations and they keep inserting Jesus and God and all the and it sucks because they have so much going for them but that's just the one thing where it's like okay I you know so I, I don't want to I don't want to give too much away because you know hopefully the person who's you know I'm a friend of theirs and it's just they they just but they're just overly religious and it's just like you know Oh God, this is making me the opposite of horny right now. Is just hearing you talk about Jesus like this. You know? Like maybe that's not what someone wants to hear when their tire blows out on the on the side of the freeway. That didn't happen to me. I'm just saying, like, this is the kind of person we're dealing with. So So yeah, that's just one of the things that uh <laughs> I was uh that's just what's been going on with me lately is just dealing with people telling me it's you it's like these unique niggas aren't really getting fucked like that unless they have like money you know so i i just i i have yet to hear someone express that to me oh my god i love this new girl i'm fucking she's so unique and that's like the that's the only thing they say about them. Obviously, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that unique has never been thrown in there on top of other things. I'm just saying it's like, sure, it makes me distinctive. I was not expecting as much pushback from other people as I. I was not expecting as as much pushback from other people. I, I was I, I wasn't really expecting anything, but it would. Um, oh, okay. I I guess I could say I was expecting 
but I don't know. I just feel like the right thing to be to say at the time would be like, okay, well, you know, hey, if it makes you happier, sure, go right ahead. I can't wait to see what it looks like. But it's just, I was just not expecting so many people. It's funny when women say that when they're like, oh my god, no, you're gonna get rid of the gap, but it makes you unique. I'm like, okay, but you didn't fuck me though, so that doesn't really have much, doesn't really have much value in this context. If it was you, if it was really that cool of a thing to have, if having a gap was that cool of a thing to have, you, we would have been fucking by now, in my eyes. But yes, I've heard the Michael Strahan jokes my whole life. I've heard the roasting jokes. I was for I'm fortunate enough to be just cute enough to where like if you roast me and I don't roast back, people make you feel bad about it. So that's one of the other things that I'm happy about as well. I just have that baby cute little face where they're like if you like make fun of me and I don't and I just go, that's just not that's a bit offensive or whatever. If I just kind of bring it back down there, they they the other person always usually looks bad. And then and then that's when I start roasting back and then it's and then it's different, so I was talking to my friend the other day, too. I, I wanted to um, have this idea because I don't have the budget and I don't have the connections, the resources to, to pull this off. But I think it would be a hilarious idea would be if I um, if I just had this same podcast, the same setup, but uh, I was interviewing members of the KKK. But the tr- but the joke is, is that we never talk about race. We never discuss race. We never talk about what political or socioeconomic affiliations we have. I'm just talking to the to the KKK wizard or another extremist member of an extreme group about just regular things. Like I think that'd be hilarious. Personally, I think that'd be funny if I just if <laughs> like I'm sure the member I'm sure the KKK wizard would probably try to throw in like a race thing. I'm sure he'd try to throw it in there, but I'll just kind of like I'll steer it back. To, so I'd be like, so I'd be like, yeah. So I believe that whites are the superior race, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. How do you feel about hot pockets? Like, do you think that that's like an adult thing to eat, or you know, is it just fair game? Like, after you reach a certain age, it'd be great to just you know, interview at the same time, like an Israeli, and then you know, an Israeli, and then a Palestinian, and then just be like, so me and my brother are thinking about getting our father a uh, a birthday present. What are some do's and don'ts? Just be, but just, it would be so, that would be, I would watch that. That would be incredibly entertaining as if, <laughs> if it would be so entertaining if, if I, just me, Josh Shakespeare, was interviewing uh, a grand wizard of the KKK, but we never talk about race. We never bring it up. I just talk to him about, whatever is going on in my life and be like yeah so I don't think I'm gonna go see the little mermaid you know I'm just I'm not a kid I don't I don't have a kid I I'm an adult I don't really watch movies like that anymore I'm sure you have your reasons why you're not gonna watch it but me personally you know I'm just curious like how you feel about that like what are you thinking about you know what are you thinking about doing have you seen any good movies? You know, I bet you and I have probably, I bet the two of us haven't seen Boys in the Hood. I bet that's something we have in common. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the first half of this. So, we're already at the, we're already at 15. I mean, this is going to be quick, but, you know, we're at the first half of this. So, um, so yeah, I hope, I, I hope to God, uh, you know, what I'm saying is eligible that you guys can like understand what I'm saying. Cause if I li- if I listen back to this and I can't understand what I'm saying or it sounds too much like I have a lisp or whatever, I'm going to be so goddamn upset, but we'll just, we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll, we'll go to the next part of this.
Okay, we're back. Seasoning. All right, seasoning police. I've seen this video before, but um, I just want to watch it again because it's just so funny. We're just going to watch a little bit of it. hate this computer so much. This is a PSA to the seasoning police on this app. If in your brain you only view seasoning go. as things like garlic powder, onion powder, or maybe something like rosemary. If this is what you view as seasoning and seasoning only, let me pose you a question. What does this come from? Granulated garlic, what is that? Garlic? Onion powder, what does that come from? Dehydrated onion? Let's take a look at the spice rub. Dehydrated garlic, onion, and bell pepper. I sauteed those bell peppers along with my onion and garlic. Hmm, what is so funny to me is if I had just doused my chicken in this rub, in this rub alone, the seasoning police would be out of my comments. They wouldn't even be in there. But the second it's fresh garlic or fresh onion or fresh bell pepper, it's automatically not seasoning. And let me just say one last thing. If you're one of those people that loves to watch cooking competitions and a judge says something is under seasoned, they're talking about salt. Under seasoning your food means there's not enough salt in it. Salt is gonna bring out the flavor of onion, the flavor of garlic, the flavor of whatever random spice She's had enough. I can tell how, I can tell how it worked out she's getting over this. Off, she's had to deal with this her whole life, I can powder. just tell. It's most of the time because you need to add more salt She's had it with y'all niggas, acid, that's like hilarious. <laughs> she's had okay. it, she's had it. Yeah, so, you know, I saw this, I saw the reactions that people had to it, on, especially on TikTok where this video originates and across social media where people kept saying, I think seasoning police is code for black people. And they're trying to put that, obviously they're trying to make it seem like this woman is racist. Um, however, that's just simply not the case. There are white people, um, Latinos, Asians, et cetera, et cetera. This idea that quote unquote white people don't season their food is not an inherently only exclusively black thing to say. It's a racist idea that's been perpetuated by a lot of people. You can make the argument that originated with black people, but, but that's not what's funny about this. What's hilarious about this to me is that you know, if you're one of these people that believes in, in, in like generational karma, you, you believe in karma and you believe in, you know, God is going to get you back, whether it's the individual or a group of people, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the say for years and years, the idea that black, black people have just been putting white people don't season their chicken, they don't season their food and they don't know about flavor, et cetera, et cetera. They've been putting that on white people for years and years only for now, this video goes viral because, quote unquote, the seasoning police or rather whoever, if mainly black or other races in the comments kept saying this woman is not seasoning her chicken for, for years and years, black people telling saying that, that white people don't know how to season, don't season their food only for a white person to, to, to educate everybody on what seasoning is and its function to food and cooking which is literally just saying it's you're just adding flavor to the food. That's hilarious. That's a very karmic thing to happen. I think that's I think that's very very funny. Because everyone kept saying, "Oh, seasoning police means black people. It's dog whistling." She's just saying black people. And 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 at times like this, my favorite quote, "If these bullets hit you, then fucking let them fly." You know? If you're one of these people who thinks that white people don't don't season their chicken and that white people don't know what seasoning is, and then a white person comes on and says, okay, so you understand that seasoning or onion powder or garlic powder is literally just the flavor of dried onion or dehydrated onion, and you'll get the same exact result, if not better, if you, instead of onion powder or garlic powder, use cut up 
the juices of cut up onion or tomato or garlic and put it on your chicken or whatever food, you know? That's like if I, yeah, so that's essentially what's going on in this video, and it's just so funny that so many people are like, oh, it's kind of racist. It, that's very funny. Now, the flip side to this, what I am seeing, though, however, very sadly, is I feel as though, even though this woman is right, uh, it does seem as if it's igniting just a, a, a stronger strain of racism, because now this has sort of galvanized a lot of random people on the internet to say that black people don't know what spices and, and seasoning seasoning is. Now it's the now it's the reverse. Now it's like, well, maybe black people just aren't educated on what seasoning is. <laughs> and it's like and it's just kind of funny because I mean we just keep getting into situations like this. But um but yeah, oh my god, that's just so funny. Is like you know. For, for years and years to kind of have the pendulum swing the in the complete opposite direction. Because if you go in the comments, people will tell you, oh, well, this is this is racist and seasoning police is code for black people and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, dude, that, that woman is absolutely spot on accurate. That th this is <laughs> like seasoning. Like, you know, so here's where the racism comes in, quote unquote. Now, now people out random people on the Internet because of this video and because of the comment section of the original video, people are like, well, black people just think that seasoning is onion and garlic powder, which I don't think is true. I think that depending on the culture you're looking at, if you look at, you know, people from Ghana, I don't know, how to, is it what Guyanese or whatever, um, Jamaicans in particular, because I have Jamaican heritage, we absolutely do use onions and tomatoes. However, if you're talking about Americanized black people who don't necessarily have a culture or don't realize that they are from Ghana or don't realize that they they have Jamaican or African roots or Chad, whatever. Other cultures where they actually do very intricate and meticulous things with their the flavoring of their foods, yeah, it's going to it's gonna hit you in a certain spot. But, you know, a lot of it on both sides is due to ignorance. So, you know, I just think that that's just very funny. It's very funny that a white person is like, okay, so this is accurately what seasoning is. And those of you who think that I don't season or know how to season my chicken are actually retarded. That's funny to me. That's funny. If you don't think that's not funny, I mean, I can't. If you don't think that's funny, I can't help you. But anyway, I mean, yeah. So that's just, that's just very funny. They were like seasoning police. I mean, let's see if we can find the. Let's see if we can go to TikTok and 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 see if we can look at the comment section. Yeah, look already already seasoning police is already what comes up, and, and oh god, that's just <laughs> this woman is under fire. She's not under fire, by the way. It's just you you people don't know what you people. When I say you people, I mean people of all races have absolutely no idea what the fuck how to cook. Don't most people get takeout anyway? I, I, I can look into the cabinets of most people and tell that they don't really know how to cook. I don't cook because I know how long, because I mean, you know, I'm one of those people, rightfully so, it takes an hour to cook and 10 minutes to eat, which is just simply not satisfying. It takes four minutes to order and 10 minutes to eat. So that's like a, that's like an, you know, that's absolutely a trade-off I'm willing to go for. I'll spend the $30 a day on steak if I don't have to cook it, because it takes hours, the people, I, I don't like the people that I live with, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be in the kitchen and make food with them and all that shit, so, you know, 
you're probably hearing a, like a lot of tapping right now. It's just this fucking computer is so fucking slow. Let's let's look at the comments. Eight thousand comments, and we're gonna wrap it up this this section because we're running low on battery. The computer is slow as fuck. It's deciding to fuck with me while I'm recording, and then on top of that, we're like a couple minutes out of of the time for for this section. But but just but but this is when the computer fucks with me. Now is when it fucks with me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, my God. How is she giving seasoning police, too? I mean, like, literally, this this is in response to the people in her comments. So I don't, I, I disagree with that. Okay, I mean, we're obviously going to cut this part out. I'm just going to spend like one more minute on it. For fuck's sake, man. Okay, so, you know, in the future, I'll have this keyed up already, so I won't have to go through all this, but, um, but, yeah. Okay, here we go. Dried spices and vegetables taste different from their fresh counterparts. Absolutely correct, yes. So, arguably, this woman knows far more about seasoning than the people criticizing her. The people who cry about seasonings are the same people who put the same five seasonings on everything. Everything they eat tastes the same. Yes, correct. I have made steak myself, and I just put the onion powder and garlic powder. I'm like, this doesn't taste anything like it does in the restaurant. And I'm realizing, because of this video... That is probably because they cut it with fresh onion. They cut fresh onions and tomatoes and, and just ju juice that shit on the fucking, and it tastes better. Also, they have a grill, and I don't have a grill. So, you know, absolutely. And then, what, and then lastly, let's read one more comment. Also worth saying, pepper doesn't automatically belong on everything. The idea that it does is wild. Open your minds, people. Uh, yes, thank you. Salt does not equal pepper. Yes, correct. Salt just brings up the flavoring in a lot of people. I love how I'm talking like I know all this shit. Yeah, I know all this shit, guys. Jesus Christ, you fucking idiots. But yeah, so we'll just go to the other after this. We'll be right back. All right, so this is the last part. I hope this doesn't sound or feel rushed. Um, admittedly, there are other things I would like to do, and um, I wanted to get this podcast done at like 3 o'clock, but just I, I woke up at 2, so that wasn't going to happen. But I am holding myself accountable 
and try my best to do this, to pump these out or record these every Monday. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm starving right now. I can't wait to get the fuck up out of here and go eat um, my $30 um, top sirloin cap with rice and fried plantains. So they haven't announced the new James Bond yet. Um, they, I'm, I'm excited to see who the new Bond is going to be. Um, I hope they don't fuck it up. Um, I hope to God they don't. Um, I had many, many issues with No Time to Die, as many, many other Bond fans did as well. I had many problems with the writers, with some of the actors and the acting choices and... I mean, it's been discussed time and time again. I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone whenever I would go to the comment section of some of the clips from No Time to Die and hear people be like, this is one of the greatest Bond films ever. And I was like, I, I think you're having a stroke, man. I think you're, I, think you're, I think you're mentally ill. It's one of the worst Bond movies I've ever seen in my entire life to the point where I was like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't consider this a Bond movie just based off of what happens in the end. But there were a lot of things that he did and said that I just was just doesn't feel like, you know, how like after a movie, you you then adopt the persona or you feel like you're the character in the movie you just saw because it was that good and the character was that cool. I didn't have that response when I left the theater seeing No Time to Die. I was actually very pissed off when I left the theater. Um, you know, it it was it's definitely a product of the time. I will say, I think that No Time to Die as a Bond film perfectly encapsulates, you know, where, where, where we were at, you know, um, in entertainment, because you got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, a woman who has, who has stated that she hasn't really watched any of the Bond movies and doesn't really know that much about the character, but they just let her on and write some of the film, they, they just let her on and write the movie, so, some of the movie. That's very telling. The fact that an actor, Daniel Craig, the actor, can just be like, "All right, I'm gonna get Phoebe. I'm gonna get a feminist to help write this script." The fact that someone can just do that, and you're no Tom Cruise. If Tom Cruise did, I mean, you know, because he actually does all the shit too. Uh, it's weird. That that was a bit odd. I mean, I knew the movie was gonna. I knew I was gonna have like a certain reaction to the film after I, because he he came out and said that he had invited a writer of that political space to to do the film when he said that i was like oh shit here we go you i was like oh shit um listen they they should have i think they should have made bond a hero they should have they should have given daniel craig and james bond because we know how much he didn't want to do the film and how much he hated doing the films pretty much well after Quantum of Solace. We understand how much he didn't like it. I, th there were many, many other better ways to give him a proper send-off. Um, if they can do it with Captain America without killing him, they could have. They, I absolutely could have done it to James Bond. They should have made him a hero. They turned him into a bitch at, in this film. Um... Just you know, yeah. Just the 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 constant ridicule. The oh, I'll put a bullet in your knee, the one that works, and then the and then the kid, and then the getting shot by the villain, and then getting poisoned by the villain, and then successfully getting poisoned to the point where he dies. 
he he would have died, you know, and and just the plot, I just so many just I I there's a lot of things I would have done differently with the film, and it's funny before every comparatively I've said this before and I've said it again, you know, the Mission Impossible series outpaces the 007 series for the past three to four films, you know, excluding Skyfall. If you just compare it movie by movie, Mission Impossible, and it's been said time and time again by other more successful channels. However, it is absolutely correct. You know, before every Bond movie comes out, like 15 news outlets will just be like, is he going to be a misogynist in this one too? And it's like his job is he literally kills men for money. (laughs) Like he literally... That's literally his job. His job is that he gets paid money to, to murder people. And their biggest concern is if he's going to slap a woman in this one. Is he going to pull a Sean Connery? And rightfully so, what a secret agent would do when he's interrogating someone, male or female, is he would incorporate... He wouldn't be... I don't think he'd ask nicely more than once. Um, it seems as if that's someone who's, same thing in Drive, right? It was a bit shocking when he slapped the woman in the face, but then it was like, okay, but if you're someone who's in that life and you're a very solemn, docile, you know, you have controlled aggression, but you, if you have to kill, you will, that type of person, it does seem as if they would slap someone to get information from them. So... You know, it's just funny that they keep they they just keep asking that same question. Okay, well, let's just you know let's just appeal to to modern audiences, and let's just maybe trans James Bond. That's probably what's gonna happen next. We'll see. My hopes aren't high. I've ha- I've gotten my hopes up with many franchises before, and I've seen them fumble the bag. Based off what I've seen, franchises and things that go from masculine presenting to feminine presenting to kitty childlike homoerotic presenting they typically don't do well in quality they 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 typically suffer in quality i've noticed that if you look at ben 10 right it handled itself as a very anime action style franchise from ben 10 the first one to ben 10 alien force where it was cool it was hip it, and when i say masculine presenting i mean like it was fighting there was aggression in there there was you know it was anime fight scenes there was punches there was like running fast, yada, 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 energy blasts, it were violent, people being thrown through walls, right? And then now you look at Ben 10 now, and it's like a kitty, you know, bobblehead type of thing that they're doing now with cartoons. They're doing it with Teen Titans. They did it with Titans, right? Masculine presenting to very Japanese anime. No, 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 not anime. Uh, Japanese kitty, you know, Hello Kitty version of it. From masculine to feminine presenting, the fu- they look like Funko Pops. Cartoons that started out as like badass fights and story-oriented character development TV shows like the Justice League going from that to this now to this very kitty Funko Pop, Hot Topic bobblehead shit. It's just not, it's just, it just doesn't work. And I'm not going to use the word woke, quote unquote, because, you know, 
There, you know, sadly and admittedly, there are times where you know a word has been used, even at times where it's being accurate. You know, there are times where words are even accurately used, but they're being used so much that it loses its value. You know, like genius, or words like literally. You know, the you can use the right word for the right situation, but because so many people, so many idiots have co-opted that word, you kind of have to come up with a new one, right? I prefer we just go back to progressives or SJWs because that hasn't we haven't heard SJW in a while. So, but yeah, just just make Bond just reintroduce Bond as like a new heroic figure, make him a man's man. Enough with this gay bullshit. Enough with this. Get rid of gay Q. I I don't have anything against gay people or anything like that. It's just I mean, if you go back and you look, watch, the more you watch the previous Bond films, the more you start to dislike the new Q. When they came out with Q and Skyfall, it was cute. I like the switch of the dynamic where it went from, you know, Bond annoying Q to Q annoying Bond. And it was a very cute little dynamic. But like when you just when you look at one of the, some of the old movies, I just can't see the new younger Q being like, now pay attention, 007. I've always tried to teach you two things. You haven't tried to teach anyone anything. You just got a school, bro. Enough. So. So, yeah, that's just that's just my spiel. I hope the new Bond is going to be cool. I just th- that's just what it is because I'm a huge James Bond fan and you know I just want the I just want movies to be good I, I don't want them to be this pussy white Bond is probably gonna vape in the new movie he's probably gonna have a vape with him and I just don't I, I'm not ready for that you know from the villain to the plot to the to the to the Bond girl to the to the female counterpart Mission Impossible just seems to have done it and pulled it off better. And and I think we know that. And I think they know that too. So, you know, I'm just going to sign off with that. My car got broken into last Monday. Um, they stole my book bag and, and many other things I had, like a few books I had in there. And yada, yada. thankfully it wasn't anything too valuable. But um, I have dedicated... Uh, since then, my life to walking around Sunset Boulevard, which is where my the theft happened. Um, I've spent um, every day since looking for people with the same book bag as the one that was stolen from me. Um, lately, I've just been walking up to random people and punching them in the chest and saying, I know it was you, and just seeing what happens. So... So yeah, um, I can't wait to, t- to talk to you guys next week um, because this is starting to become more comfortable of a thing to do. So um, once again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and 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 <laughs> um, listening and watching. And if and if you thought it was funny, if you shared it with your uh, with other people, thank you so much for that. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.